Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs and business owners, where we talk about all the things that we're going through as women running businesses. I'm Alessandra Polina, and I'm so excited to make some connections and learn from each other today. I'm here with Janet Mesh today. Janet is the CEO and co-founder of AimTel, which is a digital marketing company here in Boston. And today we're really excited because we're recording in person together at Coalition Coworking Space in downtown Boston. And it's just really fun to record together. Um, this is the first one I've recorded in the actual same room as the person I'm talking to, which is fun. And we were glad that Coalition um, invited us in to use a space for today. We are taking full advantage of this private office for today, both taking a day to get a lot of work done in our business after we record this podcast. And it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I just want to kind of get this started the way we usually do for the podcast, which is to hear about your business, how you started it, and what it's been like for you so far. Awesome. Thanks, Alessandra. So, everyone, I'm Janet. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Angel. It's a digital and content marketing agency. Uh, like Alessandra said, we're super excited today because we're hanging out in person, and we've been planning this day for a while to do some in-person collaboration and strategizing for our own businesses, so... Super excited that Coalition invited us here. Um, I mean, I think anyone listening, especially with entrepreneurs that are listening to something that they like look into, like their services, even just they have um, that mail service that you like they're telling us about. It's you can you can just use it like their business, like a business address, which I think is awesome because I still live in an apartment and I'm gonna be moving and I'm like, oh gosh, I have to like go back and like paperwork to change. Yeah, so, it would be super helpful to right? have a professional business mailing address. I think I could see that being really useful to a lot of people. Sure. Even if you don't you ever come into the space, you guys, you can have just basically a virtual office address. Is that what you call it? Like, yeah, like so. a, to have a professional address that you can use for all your business stuff. And you can essentially rent that by the month for a super low price just to have that, even if you don't even want to come into the co-working space to work. But, um, yeah, I think that's really awesome. For sure. And their co-working space is really nice and definitely affordable, especially compared to all the ones that are popping up um, in Boston lately. Definitely. I think this is the most affordable one I've seen. Yeah. And I love that you can come in for as many, as much as you want, as many days, as many hours for right. the lowest, like the lowest co-working option. You can just use a shared desk, but a lot of the ones I've seen you've had you have to keep track of days. You only get a certain amount of days for a certain amount of dollars a month, and this one's not like that, which is awesome. Totally. Yeah. I, so to kind of answer the, all the questions, uh, I think this, this is exciting because I the intention of my agency was to build a remote first company in an agency. So I work completely remote. My business partner does as well, and anyone who works at my company also has the opportunity to work remotely. Um, I have one employee, and she works in Miami, Florida, as an example. Um, and most of my clients as well. Actually, some of my clients I have never been in person, which is kind of funny when people hear that they're like, really? Like, well, it's all on like video call or yeah. phone. And I feel like that's now. It's like so yeah. easy to build a relationship without having to be like, in the same room with someone, even though it is fun to hang out in person too. 
<laughs> yeah, in the age of um, online, you know, online business, I feel like it's easy to work with people you've never even met in person before, but it's funny, still a lot of, I mean, at least for me and most of my clients still end up being local, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily intentional because, yeah, you can work just as well with people who are across the country. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so you have to remind me of the question. <laughs> well, I just want to know how you got, how you oh, yeah. actually started your business. Like, how did you go sure. from, you know, whatever, a nine-to-five job or a no job or whatever it was <laughs> to starting this? Like, how did you get your first couple of clients? How did you first decide you wanted to even yeah. do this? So I feel like I had all those things. Like, it, my journey, like, spanned the nine-to-five, no job, and then freelance work, and now as a business owner. Um, so I'll take it back. Um I was working like a corporate America job, I would consider it. I started as an admin for a company and worked my way up to be a marketing manager, which was really exciting. So I had a lot of opportunity there. Um, and it was really good for a long time. The company did get acquired, and I just, you know, I kind of felt like I maybe reached my point where I wanted to, you know, do something different and kind of expand my skill set um, and, you know, kind of noticed that maybe they wouldn't. With the acquisition, there wouldn't be much investment in mm. my role or the department and whatnot, which was totally fine because um, I was able to plan. And um, my boyfriend, he was working remotely, and I was super jealous of that. And I really didn't like the nine to five, like having to sit my butt in a chair at a desk every single day. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not a morning person, <laughs> and I really didn't like having these more so early in the morning and, you know, expecting to be, like, super productive, like, right at the start of the day. Um, and so that was kind of, like, tied into it and, you know, it was in the back of my mind. But what we did is we planned ahead. He was working remotely and we decided that I would leave my job at the end of the year and his family's from Chile. And we decided to move to Chile for four months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I did not know that. You didn't? Oh, I don't gosh. So. Yeah. So we went down there like right before New Year's Eve, um, like 2014, 2015, 2015. Okay. Yeah, and 2015. I think I like start writing out like a timeline of when I forget <laughs> the actual dates of stuff. Uh, yeah, 2015 to 2016. So we were there for like New Year's Eve. It was really cool way to like kick off the new year. Um, and I, you know, supported myself and the fact, I mean, my brother still had a full time job, which is obviously really helpful. And we're going to do it. But, yeah, exactly. And then uh, I was just, you know, living on my savings and performance. Of course, it's a bit cheaper than living in Boston. Yeah, so you didn't have your apartment, like, let go of your apartment and everything here? I was still living at home at the time. So, like, I had a flexibility of that expense. Yeah, I grew up in Boston. So my mom was in Dorchester, and uh, that made it really easy for me, you know, getting, you know, just, I was very comfortable living there, which is awesome, like, privilege to have. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, that definitely helps me. Yeah, for sure. I can help you get a little bit of a leg up if you're not tied to paying for housing and stuff like that right away. Exactly. So it was great. So we had that flexibility to, you know, kind of store where we wanted. Um, And I I mean, I realized, like, as I was unemployed, basically, that I don't like being, like, not having anything going on. It really stresses me out. Like, I love to work. So I, when I came back to Boston, I started just applying to jobs. But I really like what I came down to is like two things. Like I want to create, I want to create things, 
And I want that, you know, to be related to marketing. Like that's really like I love to like work in and I love working with um, you know teams and companies and building marketing campaigns and really it's really interesting in getting into like digital marketing and the digital space. And I wanted to work, work remotely. Like I didn't want to go back to an office after traveling like South America for four months. It just was not ideal for me. So I came back and I started finding jobs and a lot of the jobs I found were freelancing gigs or like contractor positions. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for a while until I kind of, you know, figure out like a full-time job. Um, but just from there, I mean, I started working with a couple of different agencies. Um, you know, they would hire me to take on some client work for them exclusively and like, manage all the client process at the school. So I kind of started getting like that. Yeah, that experience I never had before. That was awesome. Um, And then I was working with, uh, since I was a contractor, I was working with um, agencies, but then I also just started, you know, working on my own portfolio and then, you know, building my own online personal brand. And then I started getting with direct customers, like direct clients that were just, you know, seeking out to just work one on one rather than going through kind of like a subcontract. Right, right. So that kind of, that, so the following year, that's the best when they say, yeah, to you. Well, it was really exciting. Um, so, you know, the first year, like, I made, like, no money. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is, like, this is terrifying. Like, I, but, you know, it started to pick up, which was really exciting, um, like, 2017 and 2018. And I, at one point, I mean, at the max I had, I was managing on my own 10 clients. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, when I came to the, like, the head where I was like, I need help. I, like, cannot sustain working, like, 67 hours a week. Like, this is not healthy. Um, nor will I be giving, like, amazing work to each client. Right, I can't. Yeah, when you're working for yourself, you, really, like, actually want to make sure that you're doing the best job possible. Yeah, exactly. Providing really good work. Because exactly. that it's, like, all on you. And that's what my clients come to me for when we provide this exceptional content and campaigns that really, you know, move the needle for them make an impact on their industries. I work primarily with like tech companies, tech consultant firms, and SaaS companies. Uh, so it's pretty niche, but it's really fun. Anyways. Yeah, you'll have to explain a little bit more about what that exactly <laughs> is later. But <laughs> but so so that's when you realized you needed help. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I actually, so I started, you know, networking with like other entrepreneurial women. I attended like a mastermind dinner. That's where we met. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you know, you kind of connect with like your group, and I think yeah, definitely like, attending the mastermind. I the mastermind really helped like me get some clarity on like where what I should do. And I always like have the background like maybe I should start my own agency. Maybe I should turn this into like an LLC or like you know I was kind of I was like very uncertain. Yeah, like, I don't know what to do. You kind of knew you wanted to make it bigger, and that wasn't even that long ago. What was that last yeah, summer? <laughs> that was like maybe six months ago, you guys. Right. Like, that was not very long ago that she was first, I guess, sort of officially considering making it into something bigger. Yeah, I think it was last July. Or maybe June. Yeah. So yeah, less than a year time. ago. <laughs> it's it's February now, so right. the time of this recording. So we're yeah. talking like la- yeah, like last summer. Exactly. So in August, you've made a lot happen. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> good to reflect. Sometimes I feel like I don't do that enough. Uh, so yeah, in August of 2018, my business partner and I, we um, set up the LLC. Uh, he had, has a friend. 
actually in Brazil, which is really cool. So it's like he did all our branding and our logo design, which I love because it just like confirms, you know, you want to work with people like globally. Yeah. Not confine it to one location. Yeah, totally. And we were super happy with that. And then a um, girl that I worked with um, at another agency, I saw that she um, was available and she was actually moving to Florida. So I reached out to her and was like, hey, like, love to, like, what are you up to? Like, I'd love to talk, I need some help. <laughs> like, like, let me give you some details on like, what I'm doing. And I already knew like she was just like phenomenal at what she does, like graphic design, social media management. That's she's really yeah. So I was really excited because she was available and interested in working with me, and she's been actually working with me until since last August as well. I love when it works yeah. out like that. Yeah, so she's still a contractor, um, which is really exciting. And you know, she pretty much like it's great because you know I was working about 60, 70 hours before. And, you know, now we're both, like, kind of, like, evenly, like, balanced and how much, like, work we're doing and for clients. And, you know, that it's great because one of my goals is to, you know, focus more on the business to really market Intel. And right. both working on, like, kind of what we'll be doing later today. <laughs> Strategizing our, yes, a lot of our promotion and stuff. Which you have time and are able to do because you have somebody else working yeah. on client stuff today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. No, I think that's amazing. That's when you find, especially if you can find someone who you actually trust to do the same level of work as you, and you actually know you can have someone helping you, and it's going to be taking that off your plate, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so lucky to know, like, have already kind of known somebody, so you knew the level of work, because that can be really scary when you first hire sure. someone to help you with that stuff, and you don't know how much training you're going to have to do, or if they're going to end up doing stuff the way you like it. Exactly. And that's definitely how entrepreneurs are obviously controlling. <laughs> so you want to have everything be perfect. And it's like that balance of like controlling. And I, I never want to be a micromanager. Like I've been micromanaged in the past. And I hate when I like feel like I am like doing too much. Yeah. It's like any employee I have, I want to empower them to like do their best work. Yeah. Maybe it's not always in line with what I think is the best, but like I, you know, trust that what they're creating and deciding is the best for the business and for our clients. I want to backtrack with the friend a second to ask about your business partner because I know that's also your boyfriend. So yeah. I'm curious how that works, like how you guys decided to do this together and just what it's like to work with, you know, actually own a business with your boyfriend. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, like I've had an amazing experience so far. Like we're, we know him so well. Like he's he's been one of the most supportive people in my life since we met we've been together five years, almost five years. Um, anyways, not that that really matters, but it's funny because, you know, we were taught, we always had, like, these constant uh, conversations. Like, he was the one that really pushed me to, like, find a job and you know, kind of take this risk to, you know, be like, okay, if you want to work remotely, like, don't settle. Like, you know, stay, like, true to, like, what you really want in your life, like, for your career, which is really exciting. Um, so even he encouraged you to find, like, the yeah, contractor type positions. Right? Yeah, like you know, I, I'm a very verbal communicator, which means <laughs> sometimes, but um, you know, it, it's just how it is. And I think you know, he helped me really like get clear on you know what I wanted and what I wanted to do. Um, and, and but then also like taking steps and like holding me accountable. That's what you mean. Um, and so when I, we were talking about starting the business, um, we were actually sitting in an airport in Chile, 
and it was in April. And I was, you know, that's like I said earlier, that was like kind of like mulling this over. And, you know, I'm just, you know, talking, you know, rambling probably. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I want to, you know, I want to help support you in this. Like, I would love to kind of pitch me, like, I want to be your business partner. Oh, awesome. And it works out really well. You know, our course makes sense. They agreed upon it. And it works out really well because he handles a lot of, like, all the operations of the company. And, like, he doesn't do, like, the client management or, like, the content creation or the day-to-day work we do with the clients. He does the behind-the-scenes. He yeah, he's, like, running the show behind-the-scenes, which is amazing because um, I, you know, it's really important, obviously, and that's crucial. But yeah. I'm, not very, I'm not very interested or I don't want to. <laughs> then you can focus fully on the client. Exactly. Of things, exactly. Obviously, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I've been doing like, a lot of reading in the mastermind too that I'm a part of. Um, you know, it's all about like, finding that zone of genius, is what they call it, or like the reading people, where you're focused on like delivering that and not getting into like all the weeds of every little detail of running the business. Yes. Totally. So it's super nice because I can rely on them to manage a lot of you know taxes, invoicing, like, operations, like tech. Um, but yeah, it's also great because he's really good with like research management and um, even like some business development. From like, he actually still has a full time job, so it's like kind of this is like the side hustle, which is really cool. One day I would love to just you know uh, eventually it'd be great if everyone was full time. Yeah, um, but in the meantime, if he can do yeah. both, that's amazing. For if sure, it's not quite a full time. Absolutely. Job. Yeah, it's. I mean, his job is like an incredible opportunity. Like, it's great and. Yeah, so it's, it's just wonderful, and I just love it, too, because, you know, we both work from home, and I can, you know, run things by him, and kind of get that second opinion, like, how does this, like, email sound to you, or, like, can you review this proposal, or, like, can you just double-check this for me, or, like, how would you respond to, like, this inquiry, or how would you respond to, like, that? Yeah, so it's really nice to have, yeah. like, the, just a second set of ears and eyes sometimes when you're doing everything by yourself, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would say like for anyone who's listening, if they're considering how, like you know going to business with someone or having a business partner, like definitely being very clear on like what each person's job responsibilities are, like their their tasks, and making sure that you're they're like not exactly the same, so you're not running into like overlapping or kind of like meddling too much. Yeah, or just, just wasting time. Yeah, time exactly. Kind of spending brain power on the same kind of sure. thing that one person could do. Yeah, so it's been. So do you guys have like written up. Like, do you have something official where it's like, this is your yeah. job, this is my job, or anything? Yeah, we have something random. We need to get it, like, officially, like, like legally confirmed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we have all that, like, together. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's just like an operating agreement. Yeah, so you guys started that, but, like, mm-hmm. in the beginning, you, like, knew, you, like, went into this. Yeah, we, like, literally wrote, like, like, bullet points of, like, this is what I'm doing, this is what we do. Yeah, and then, do you, like, Pay him monthly for his role, or um, yes. So he we position a like a little bit. So I'm I'm technically like an employee of the company. And he's like a contractor. That's how we have it set up. Oh yeah, I think you told me that. Yes, um, you can do it like either way. Um, this is like the company down to like taxes or just you know how you want to like structure things. Mm-hmm. But since it's my full time job, it makes the most sense for me to be paid on a monthly basis. And then we pay him like whatever work he's like working on specifically that you tell. And then there's like a whole thing with like distributions and all that good stuff at the end of the year. Yeah, you guys. So this is the benefit of that too. Really have it all figured out. We're trying, we're trying. 
Because we have an accountant, so that's I was going to ask too, what the, where you come up with the name for the company? Because um, where you came up with the Intel? Like, what is, is that? Does yeah. that something? Is that something you came up with? It came up with, it's like AIM plus digital, so the digital name, those two words together. David mm-hmm. actually came up with the name. He was like brainstorming like tons of names. Like, I think we were talking like, you know, brainstorming what we want, kind of how to like position it. And kind of, I liked it being, I didn't want it to be like my last name or my name or someone's like actual name. I wanted it to be more of like, it feels bigger in that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking I'm going to have to rename my business. Like, I like to go so much bigger because like I don't want it to feel tied to me because right. I want other I want people who I hire to feel just as much ownership and I mean I know there are huge companies that are you know essentially named after somebody and it doesn't really like matter but yeah <laughs> I know it's totally fine but I definitely have like that thought in the back of my mind too and like I should have found something like that's just like a word or something more kind of generic yeah. to anybody so people will feel like they're just as much a part of it as me. Exactly. That was always my intent. That's like my intention too. Because, you know, I, I obviously thought I'm, I'm not going to be involved with something that's like crazy, but I also want, you know, to grow it and scale it. And I think like the path to that is you're not like, everything doesn't like actually run up to the CEO. Like more like, I want to be in that position of where I'm like, Overseeing everything, like setting expectations and like the mission, and like really empowering my employees and, and like the client work and stuff. I love that you thought about that from the beginning too, because I mean, I clearly did not. Like, <laughs> I was, I, I started it thinking, oh, I'm gonna, you know, work with my clients and just do what I need to do to live the life I want to live, and I don't want to ever have to, you know, see another person, like work with another person beyond my clients. Like I didn't want to have employees or anybody else that I was like reporting to or dealing with on a daily basis. And I was like, this would be great. I'll just work from home by myself and be in charge of everything for myself and do whatever I want. And then it wasn't until years later where I'm like, wait a second, what if I want to grow? Like now I do, like I hadn't, I don't know. I just had a totally different idea of what I wanted out of the business when I started, which I'm sure is normal. Like things totally change over time. But yeah, and now, five years later, I was like, oh, actually, I do want to grow and scale this, and now I need to figure out how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, again, I don't think the name is really going to hold me back, but I no. think it's really interesting that you, like, had that intention from the beginning. Like, you knew going into this that you wanted to turn it into something bigger than just you. So I think that's just like, a really yeah. interesting way to talk about it, and I like it a lot. I would say that also having like access to like I really developed my network in Boston and I guess outside of it as well. You know, I, I could like speak with you, we have like the mastermind group and just like other people like in my life that I can bounce ideas off of. Um and really kind of narrowing down like the, the kind of you know launch a vision. Of course oh my own volume change too. Like who knows five years from now I guess yeah, yeah. that's crazy to think that far far ahead. But absolutely having those people that you can for me, having those people like that group of like support um, has been really essential and like has helped me a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I, and I was lacking that at the beginning. I know. I think I can. Why this all exists? Yeah. I couldn't even imagine. I think growing the business beyond me. Like I don't know. It wasn't even like in my realm of thought. Like not that I necessarily thought it would be possible, but like it literally mm-hmm. just I it didn't even really cross my mind. Like it wasn't even like a thing I was thinking about. So. 
yeah, gosh, if I had started now and I knew all of you people and everything, maybe it would be totally different. Who knows? That's but, how exciting um, business is. Like, they can evolve. We can make it, you know, like, fit whatever we want. And, yeah, that's the absolute best part. And that's, yes, for everybody listening. That's why we started the Female Millennial Entrepreneurs Group in Boston because I got sick of sitting at home by myself and I wanted to find other people who were doing things like this. And now we have it, so it's been really cool. But, um, yeah, and I think that's really awesome that you like knew right away you wanted to do that. Is there anything else you can tell us about like what you're planning to do for scaling? Like how else are you planning for other employees or like do you have any like sense of what the next step is? Because it seems like in less than a year you've kind of already like done a lot. You're like you're kind of already like <laughs> scaling. Thank you. Um yeah, I mean I mean my eventual goal, like my kind of, for this year, one of my main goals is to automate my business a little bit more where it's not relying on me to run every little detail. So, you know, I'm really focusing on um, even uploading like the employee that I do have and then that will give us like, the opportunity to hopefully bring on a couple more. But we, it's kind of, it's just like this weird balance though of like getting the, the work, you know, enough work to then be able to bring people on. And so I'm trying yeah. to figure kind of like that out. Um, Definitely, you know, I really want to work at, work on marketing my business more and really positioning it, um, you know, as like an expert, like digital content marketing agency, and, you know, really focusing on like producing exceptional content and campaigns for our clients. And I think, you know, our work will really show to other people, this is why you should be working with us and, um, you know, Kind of bringing people in and uh, whatnot to to expand it. It's kind of it's like that weird that employee experience. Yeah, too, you have to balance. Balance. have like enough money to pay an employee, but you also exactly. need to have the employee before you can take on a new client. Right. So it's such yeah, it can be a really tricky balance if you're like right on the like cusp there. Right. Exactly. And it's like okay, we can take on this client and have to hire this person to help, but then we're like basically not making that much money from the new client. So is this right. worth it, or should we have not taken on the client and? Not hiring someone and just been kind of at the same place we are now. But I think you have, you have to take that risk in order exactly. to build the business. Because exactly. then that employee will all work on tractor or whatever it is, will also be able to work on the next client you get. So exactly. it's kind of an investment there because then by the next one you get, because mm-hmm. when you bring on, you'll, you'll be making more money. Like it will actually be like helping bring the business forward. Exactly. Yeah, it's tricky to take that leap. It's mm-hmm. like you need, yeah, I think you have to think of it as an investment. Exactly. And just kind of trust mm-hmm. that once you take on, like, once you bring on more help, you're going to also yeah. take on more clients. That's what I've seen, like, bringing on um, Randy, like, has been really, like, has been huge. And then having David as my business partner, so, like, all these specific parts of my business have been extremely helpful, too. So, you know, it, it's definitely taking, like, seeing that, like, the big picture of it. Um, and just being able to like, be like, okay, let's take that risk and you know, bring on more people or like hire the right. It's like kind of like coming up like hiring the right person to like take on maybe other aspects of like the work that we do. Um, so that's something that I'm definitely talking with. But even you know, we want to get a little bit more clear too on our pricing and our offerings too, as well, and being like very like succinct in what we're providing to potential. Client, new, new clients and our current clients as well. You know, kind of when you start getting like the nitty gritty of the numbers, it's like scary because you're like, okay, 
someone who's going to take it up by taxes, someone who's going to take it up by expenses, and then this little piece at the bottom is the profit. <laughs> so when you look at it like that, you're just like, oh, man, it's kind of, we've been doing that recently, and it's a little overwhelming, but um, it's exciting. So definitely working on a lot of different things, but yeah, I want to, I mean, my big audacious goal is to double revenue from last year. That's probably the biggest one. So setting all this up hopefully will like lead to that. Yeah, that's amazing. And you guys already can I say you you already broke six figures in revenue yes. for last year, and that was like essentially the first year in business. Yes, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, so because a lot of people do not make that much money their first year in business, <laughs> right? Right. I always say there's definitely like from you know where I started, there was a lot of work to get there, but it was a it was a combination of you know my my direct client work, subcontractor, but then a lot, it's just, I have amazing clients. They're really loyal, like, I really enjoy working with everyone we work with. Everyone's super smart and. That's the best. Yeah. You can say that about a lot of your clients. That's pretty. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, And a lot of them, you know what, it's funny because when I told them, I was like nervous to tell people that I was starting Kingswell. And. I don't know why, because That's I told fair. people. The people that you already were working with yes. in other capacities. I mean. Yes. And when I told them, they were all like, That's amazing. Like, send me the new comp. Like, they're like, Great. Like, what do I need? And I, you know, I told them, like, This is what will change invoicing and contract and whatever. Just like the logistics. Yeah. It's like real side of things, but they already knew you were, like, they already knew you liked your work and that you were going to be yeah, like, exactly. the same things. Exactly. I remember hearing you like, saying that you were like really ner- you were like nervous to tell them that you were officially becoming a business as opposed mm-hmm. to just working with them like on a contractor basis. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know. I think it just because I get it in my head. <laughs> Most people get it in their heads. So well, it was a scary leap in a lot of ways. So maybe it was kind of like manifesting yeah. that way for you as like that was what you were going to focus on as being like the thing to worry mm-hmm. about instead of like oh I'm starting. Like officially starting a business and gonna hire employees and things like that. Exactly. I don't know. And I, so it's funny because I set a revenue goal for myself in 2018 and I actually hit that in September. Oh my god. So then I had to like increase my goal. That's amazing. Um, okay, wait, can I, so what did you do? Like, did you do anything to, besides, you know, you set a goal, but then did you have like monthly check ins? Like, how did you make sure you were gonna reach it? Or did you just, yeah, like, no, I created this. Sorry, I created this master spreadsheet. I knew you were gonna have an answer for this. Yeah, it was like I don't know. It was just like it just worked for me when I because I was doing like all the invoicing stuff before David became um, my business partner. So every time I sent an invoice, I just like put it on there and like like highlighted it literally in red. And then when I got it, just like it was like okay, this is like green, and have like a column for every client, and then just you know did Excel math and. I put in like the total, and then like one line underneath that would be like um, amount from goal, so I could see like how much I was like still reading, like you know how I needed to reach. So was it all based on what you actually already had projected as income, though? Like that was all already existing clients, or did you yeah. know, like you? Oh, so you already knew you would basically make that much with the amount of clients you had. Okay. Not, no, not fully. Mm-hmm. Some of them I was like, okay, I'm doing, I know I make X amount, um, but I was doing a lot of like hourly work. So it would definitely fluctuate. Okay. Um, and then, like last, like in twenty eighteen, I did one. I had like a couple like small projects. They weren't all like consistent monthly. Okay. Retainer funds. So like things would kind of like come in and be like, oh, this is like a nice 
So you kind of knew it was really realistic now. Yeah. It's not like you're like, okay, I need to like go out and get six new clients at this no, much no. per month in order to make this happen. Yeah. So you were already like pretty close to that before you were even officially kind of like become an LLC or whatever, right. like just from your other projects. That's amazing. So I wanted to ask you too, like how do you, how do most of your clients work? Like long-term contracts or like, I feel like mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about this before just in terms of like how we both work with our clients mm-hmm. but like you can kind of project what you're expecting for the whole year yeah. or so because you know people are kind of locked in for exactly like an ongoing okay. yeah most of them are ongoing like month to month um probably like how I think like month half and then a few of them are just like uh you know go to like three months and then kind of like reevaluate where we want to go from there Okay, yeah, tend to renew. Yeah, so the majority of them are, you know, just like ongoing for their for their marketing part and they run like all their marketing or specific part of their marketing um, program, basically. That's awesome. But most of them, it's like we come in, like we're we're opening like specific parts. So like my biggest client, like we run like all their marketing. So like I'm like I act almost as like the, I'm like their director of marketing, right? And um, they have um, someone internally that I work with, and then on my team as well. So we kind of like come in. And like run that department, which is really fun. I love that because I love like taking an integrated marketing approach. Yeah, it's often like digital marketing ownership and actually like yeah, do everything that needs to be exactly. done to make sure it's going to be successful as it can be. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and yeah, I think marketing campaigns are you know it works the best when you have different elements of it working together. So you have social, you have the advertising, you have email marketing, the website. Um, arranging things all working together mm-hmm. and for us you know we provide all those services so we can see you know we can control all that but then also come up with like really cool campaigns like monthly or quarterly and cross promote them on all channels and so it not, it's like things aren't like disjointed like it's really like the brand is like very clear the messaging is very succinct um, it all flows really well together so yes I think that's so important I'm always telling people that too because People will sometimes come to me just for PR, and I'm like, okay, but what does your website look like? Yeah. Who's doing your social media? Like, exactly. we can promote you in the media, but everything else needs to also be consistent with it, and mm-hmm. it should all be cohesive. Yeah. Like, when someone shows up at, like, the front door, like, yeah, does it match what they saw, like, <laughs> exactly. in the advertisement of exactly. buying <laughs> And that's why... Yeah, that's why over the years I've added more and more to like what I offer because mm-hmm. it's just so much easier in a lot of ways if I can be doing absolutely all the things totally. <laughs> and make sure it's all happening because otherwise people will hire just PR and they literally don't have any other marketing happening. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, let's see what we can do. But like, I have to be honest up front that you're not going to see the results you're expecting right. As if you have a full marketing team or like a marketing strategy. Exactly. So it's funny, different businesses have different ideas mm-hmm. about that. I think a lot of online focused businesses, probably like a, and a lot of like tech businesses, mm-hmm. hopefully see that and kind of understand like that you need all of those things and how they all yeah. work together. Yeah, I really like to work with like companies that, you know, they have like the budget like for marketing and like they, they know how important it is, but maybe they don't, they don't necessarily want to do it all, of course. So that's why they work with us. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that because, you know, working with an agency is great because you can, like, for you, and, like, you, 
it's not just one person, or like if it is one person, like they have access to like all this like huge network that you would have access to, like or like someone to turn only like one employee yeah. can have. And like our sole focus is like driving that side of the business, and we're not getting like you know random requests. We're working like you know in an office, and like we're like, oh, can you like you know order the cake for someone's birthday? And like can you do this <laughs> random like task that's not related to a job, but like there's no one else to do it right now, so you're gonna do that. And yeah, it's like. I can totally do it. I'm so willing and able, but it's going to take me from Right. It's so much more stuff. efficient if they're exactly. hiring someone who's only focusing on that. Like, exactly. they're hiring you, and you know, I'm focusing solely on this. This mm-hmm. is my only priority. I'm not going to be wasting time <laughs> sitting mm-hmm. in a computer in the office just to count down the hours of my day. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now I'm like, there's no time of the day. I know. It's so funny. funny. It's so funny. I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, just sitting at the computer doing nothing, but I have to be here till 5. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? I don't miss that. It's so, yeah, it's it's hard to even comprehend, like, why you would want employees to do that. But I think it makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways to hire someone who's really specializing in one thing and Mm going to be doing as much for you in each hour as possible. Exactly. get things done so much faster. Exactly. If they're in-house, to be honest. I love, that's why I love working for myself and remotely, because my most productive hours of the day don't fit into the 9 to schedule. Like, my most productive hours are, like, 10 a.m. to 3, mm-hmm. and then 3 on the zombie. I feel like I'm I think I don't see it. Like, this, like, Spain, I'll figure it out. Like, I know everyone says that. Because no one's perfected at 3 to 5. <laughs> and then I love working from... About 9 p.m. to I'm really productive late at night, too. I'm so productive. It's I get weird. some of my best work done at night, and I love it. And it's just great because I feel like, you know, I can sleep in a little in the morning because I hate mornings. Mm-hmm. And no one can tell me I can't do that because I don't have to nobody will even know especially like I try not yeah. to send no, 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 no. now everyone knows our secrets but I try not to send emails in the middle of the night because I, know. I don't want people to think I'm like Available. weird but I set them to send at like 8.30 in the morning so people think that I'm like really on it first thing Jeez, in the morning no yeah I know yeah, me too. It's I love awesome. it yes. I always send emails because like at like midnight and then I like I do the same thing I schedule it to like go out the next morning. Yeah. Then I wrote it. I got it done. It's off my plate. It's checked off my list for the day. But people don't need to feel like they have to like deal with it until they wake up. Exactly. Yeah. Boomerang, you guys, for email. You can set an email to send at a certain time. You can also set it to like return to you at a certain time. Like if you didn't, if you don't want to follow up with it, I love it because I hate to have a bunch of unread emails in my inbox. But sometimes there's something I know I need to come back to later and I don't want to like forget about it. So I'll be like, oh, send this back to me in, like, two hours or in four hours. And then it's out of my inbox. It's not, like, looking like something I need to deal with for the rest of the day. But it will come back to me, like, later that night or something mm-hmm. when I know I want to, like, focus on exactly. whatever it needs to be. So, yeah, look into that. Yeah, it's the best. Definitely. Um, so what? I, one thing that I always try to ask people at some point is um, what – what do you wish that you had known about when you first began your business? Like, is there one thing you wish you had known then? And I feel like you, I'm sorry, I still feel like you just started your business. Like, it's been less than a year. <laughs> year <laughs> well, which I guess is like, technically for April, yes, but 
been working on like for myself for Okay, but so, I guess I mean, either one. If you want to start it from when from yeah. the hotel or from when you first started like working on your own, but um, I mean, I yeah. think like, everything really started to scale when I started making calls, so which is awesome. Um, but then I had to learn things that I was like, oh, maybe we should figure that out. And I, I think I'm still figuring out a lot of things. It's yeah, just, um, I'm sure. I mean, I think we always lots of trial and error. <laughs> the biggest thing I would say is like is getting like financial stuff in order. That's like super helpful. Like working with an accountant, um, you can, you know, even as someone who can like kind of like lay things out for you, like very clearly, this one you need to pay like this tax. This is what you need. Like this is what you need to do. And like in turn of that is like depending on how you structure, like you know, for a service based industry. So, um, sorry, service based company. But regardless of like product or service, like figuring out like what you should charge. That's like equivalent of like your worth yeah. and then also but like can cover everything because like Otherwise, that's, that's hard to figure out I think. it's so hard I mean I think that's such a good answer for things you should do at the beginning because yeah. oh my god because I didn't know how to do that from like, yeah I mean I didn't I kind of was like this is my rate yeah I and was like here's my money and then and I kept it all because it was I was the only one working yeah. and then I was like oh wait Get yeah, curly <laughs> I was you like, oh my else. gosh, I don't even, I didn't even make that much money. Yeah. Definitely didn't save that much money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember, yeah, I remember, I thought like, I was doing like, like 10,000 on my savings on you. I was like, oh my god, that was not fun. Wow. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I had been paying, but I made like more money than I had forecasted, and I was doing so and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, so that's, but like working with someone that can help you figure that out so you're not like in this bind, like, in April mm-hmm. is really nice because you know there's no worse feeling than like having and a lot of money to your savings. I feel like not to like get in on this. This was like your answer, your question, but <laughs> I feel like thinking about thinking about it as a business. You know, even if it is just you, even if you mm-hmm. are considering yourself just like a freelancer, but like thinking about it as a business. So this is all the money that's coming to my business, mm-hmm. and then like yeah, it still needs to be allocated in all of these different ways. Even if you are the only person working but like yeah just so you know some's going to taxes some is going to like hiring an accountant and that's yeah. not my money i'm not paying my money to hire an accountant that's the business's money exactly and then whatever you know is left over is like my salary but mm-hmm. it's not like i think sometimes we get stuck in the mind of like oh I, but i can't afford an accountant because like i'm only making this much money so right that will be taking like you know however much a month or quarter it is that I need to like meet with this accountant and like that's taking money away from yeah. me. But like no, that's money from the business. Mm-hmm. And there is like oh I can I mean I was doing my own taxes, but not like my annual, but like I was going and paying my own like federal and state taxes every quarter because not I mean just kind of do research and understand it, but it's not too hard to figure out. But I mean I was like as a accountant for like the annual stuff, but that's just yeah, you want to make sure you're doing it already. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because honestly, like you yeah. might not know if you're not doing it right. But it's so it's so important. I, I totally agree with you. Like even if you're a freelancer right now, or like even if a side hustle, like if you have yeah. a full time job and side hustle, you have to actually you have to still so like, account for that and the income you get from that. Again, you have to report on that, which I don't think a lot of people understand that they have to do. So um, yeah, so that would be one, and then. I, I wrote down another um, one that I am actively working on always, <laughs> and it was like prioritizing my time and really being clear on like 
just trying, I'm really working hard to like structure my weeks and my days, specifically my days where it's like dedicated to like Intel work and then dedicated to like client work, uh, and then just dedicated to like me as a person, mm. you know, like yeah. eating well and like <laughs> exercising, which you know, I don't and sleeping, like <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> so those things have to sometimes be yeah. in the same way meetings with so, like, really just trying to get, I think that's always just a work in progress to figure out, but maximizing, like, my most productive hours of the day, um, and then not necessarily, like, always, like, dedicating it to, like, working, 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 um, it's something that I'm really trying to figure out, but it's, you know, if other entrepreneurs can figure that out early on, um, yeah. you can really set yourself up to be pretty successful. That's a good point too. You don't have to necessarily use all your the most productive time only on working. Is that yeah. Saying? Like you can save some of that productive time for being a human. Right. I like that concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. there's Something so much there. guilt, uh, or oh, maybe no, it's so even much. using that like three to five time frame where you're feeling like a zombie to do exercise yeah, because exactly. you're not much done during that time, anyways. But but yeah, there's definitely something totally. like the guilt there. I think I'm like, oh, should I? be going for like a run in the middle of the afternoon like people are gonna think I'm not working right but yeah it's but it's okay you've already been super productive today you're gonna still get exactly. everything done like don't worry about that that's exciting like, so would be an entrepreneur you can like you said however yeah I mean, that's it's so it's so exciting yeah that's the best part so I hold ourselves back right mm-hmm. totally so the other thing I want to ask is if there's one thing any any other thing that you want to share with other entrepreneurs or business owners was their first starting out on their journey. Anything you've learned now or that you know? Or... Yeah, actually, I would say definitely building your network and your support system early on is crucial. Like that has been, you know, and that's even like like family, friends, like business, like besties as we call them, and then. Even my clients, like really nurturing those relationships and like developing those and meeting like you know a range of people and you know bouncing ideas off people, but also like having that core group that you can you know rely on and you know get some clarity with and whatnot. That has been extremely helpful for me, and I do get like a lot of like business like referrals, like people I've worked with, like people I know. Yeah. So it's like it's like twofold, like helping me, like, grow the business, but it's also, like, for me in new business, you know, for the agency, um, I don't know, I, I think, you know, showing up to, like, networking events and, you know, reaching out to people in groups online and, you know, getting coffee with people or maybe get, grabbing a drink or doing, like, a co-working day with someone that you just, like, sometimes you just immediately, you're like, wow, this is my person, like, we just really connect, like, I always jump on that, like, I don't let it, like, just, like, kind of like fizzle out. Like yeah. I try to like be like, hey, let's like let's hang out. Like let's try a little over here. Yeah. No, I love it. I think I'm the same way. Which totally. is probably why we when we yeah. went for margaritas, right? I know. Like, exactly. I was like, I'm gonna tell you all the time. <laughs> but there's so many people I've met like that. Um and you know you maybe don't see them all the time, but even if you're just like checking in or text and um meeting up occasionally like once a month or something like or even like once a quarter, like yeah. I just think that's like uh, that has been really um, helpful for me as I'm like building a business, I've developed in my career, and I mean you know your reputation goes a long way too. 
Like, I'm, you know, really, like, um, just think, I don't know, like, things just come back around, honestly. Like, my first job I ever had, like, I've, I've actually, like, gotten a lot of business from that. Like, people mm-hmm. who I've worked with have referred me to, like, the companies that they now work at. Um, or they like, you know, they know other people, like the same, like other, you know, just things I've worked in or like other networking groups I've been a part of, like, people just pop up. In Boston, it's specifically in Boston, it's a small city. Yeah, I always say you've got to be careful, like, how you're, <laughs> how you're conducting yourself, even if you think, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon and, you know, careful who oh, you yeah. honk at, because Absolutely. They, might be, they might be your next prospective client, you know, exactly. when you to the meeting and you're like, oh, it just... Like sorry in traffic, yeah, <laughs> something like that. I, I totally always think about that. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely like working on your own personal brand and then turning into a brand and building those relationships is is really important um, as you're growing your business. Totally agree. And I think it's like, you know, it helps grow your business, but for me also it like helps like keep you motivated and as you said, kind of like accountable. Like even if even if we're not like officially keeping each other accountable for something, but it's like if I see you like being really successful and doing awesome stuff, it like kind of makes me want to do better. So right. yeah, <laughs> like, just exactly. being around people like that, it, like, makes me want to do more and yeah, like be yeah, be the like best the you can be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, I love it. Okay, so is there anything that, like, if somebody comes to you and they're, you know, somebody who would probably be a prospective client or something, but they're like, I've never done any marketing or I'm looking to start my business and they want to know, like, what to do, like, what do you, like, a piece of advice or, like, where do you tell people to start if they want to just, like, start small or, like, one thing that's kind of, like, what you do for your clients? So I, I think I actually kind of came up with this whole, like, phrase that I call it like empathetic marketing. Mm-hmm. So I always take the approach of, you know, someone's gonna come to me and like, you know, like, I don't know what to do or I have all these ideas. I always like go back to and ask them like, okay, so who's your like ideal customer, like who's your target audience? Because those people are gonna be the ones that we want to talk to, like being in marketing your messaging. Those I mean that's that's what your business is based on. So it's like really defining and doing the research and like understanding like who that person is or persons are. Um is what's going to drive the success of the marketing. Like, if you're, if you know, the marketing just because, like, oh, I want to make more money, like, that's not authentic. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to through that. It really comes down to, like, who's the person on the other side? And not just, like, you know, like, oh, they, you know, they're, they work the nine to five and they own, like, a Honda. Like, it's like, what are, like, their struggles? Like, what, what are their pain points of their day? And, like, other than their job, like, maybe, like, you know, your, your company offers one solution, but, like, What's everything else that's happening in their life? And really analyzing like who that person is, and you know, working through that, and really like, and then you know, tailoring your messaging and the marketing and the campaigns to offer a solution to those problems. Um, that's where I always start with comments and taking it back to that. You know, and there's kind of you know, they have like multiple, maybe they have multiple like you know, personas and call anything. Um, but I think at the end of where the success comes in is like, are we talking to people in the right way? Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, as you engage with someone, you know, you like you do things to get a test and see if you actually are and like people will tell you. Like, yeah, no one's coming. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. I think people will, a lot of times companies like, okay, this is what we're marketing. Like this is what we put out there, this is what we're marketing. It's like working in a vacuum, you're just yeah. and it's just like, okay, well, 
is this even relevant? You know, and, and then you know, I was like, okay, I don't like how they're talking. What's your differentiator really like, defining that? Um, is really important. So that's a lot of what we do is like, you know, help. Uh, and we can work with a lot of like, tech companies, so they're like in business to business um, industry and getting very clear on like what they offer and saying there's there's a I feel like there was just like this weird time but like this weird time where people just weren't talking to human with model because they're talking about businesses, but it's like comparison of the business to the human. Mm-hmm. Like let's just talk like humans and not try to like make this seem really cumbersome just to sound like we sound smarter. Like I think people actually sound more intelligent yeah. when they're very clear yeah how they're like speaking basically or what their message is in their marketing. I agree. Yeah, like who are you talking to? Yeah. Nobody wants to read these things. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, thinking of like, you know, your customer and target audience uh, is always step one for us and I think it should be for everyone. Yeah. It sounds like a great place to start. So, is there anything else you want to share, or do you want to just tell us, like, tell people where they can find you online? Yeah, yeah. sure. Look up more. Um, you can go to our website, www.aintel.com, and you can find us on all social media. It's Intel underscore co, C-O. Um, we're on, you know, everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn, and yeah, I think that's about it. I mean... I would love if anyone wants to, you know, talk business and starting or growing an agency or business, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're, you know, want to work making marketing help, also would love to hear from you. <laughs> Feel free <laughs> but, to reach yeah. out. But, you know, thank you, Sandra. This has been really amazing. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad we did, too. I'm glad I think everyone's going to be inspired by your story. <laughs> Less than a year, you guys. officially Um, yeah now we're going to go spend the rest of the day doing work here at Coalition Coalition downtown is a locally partnered co-working community focused on collaborative spaces to help you grow your business the members are well funded diverse, experienced and friendly and they're everything from private offices, co-working spaces virtual mailing addresses and event space options, and it has easy access to all train lines, um, great location, no shortage of lunch and bar options nearby. Um, we love that it was easy to get to and very friendly, has everything you need inside. And um, if you are looking for a co-working space, options just to kind of get out once in a while to work among other people. If you usually work from home, definitely check it out. They have locations in New York, Chicago, and New Jersey as well. So that's it for today. See you next time. If you heard the previous episodes, then you know that I have a PR business and Um, You may have also heard that I have a workshop coming up in Boston for anyone who's local. As of now, there are still some tickets left. So if you're around on Monday the 25th and would like to come to this workshop where you'll learn what you need to do to get your business in the news, basically, it's all about creating a PR and visibility plan for your business. Um, Feel free to check it out. I'll put the links in the show description.